0: Africa Business Radio, your one-stop resource platform for all things business news, economy, leadership, productivity, investment, and more. ABR, towards a profitable Africa. Leadership, business, education, and good governance. What would it take to build a better Africa? Join us on the agenda on Africa Business Radio, Wednesday, 5 pm Central African Time, as we discuss these pillars for building a successful Africa. Africa Business Radio Towards a Profitable Africa.
1: When it comes to marketing, there is significant strength in numbers. The more people a brand is exposed to, the the, uh, the better. The more people talk about the brand, the more it lives. The more it stays top of mind, the more marketing spend is covered into the sales. With that being said, well, last week we had a fantastic time discussing the most iconic brands of our lifetime. In the same breath, we are going to be synergizing this moving train. Today, we are going to be looking at emerging brands, up-and-coming brands, brands that are on the rise, brands to look out for. What are some of the most developing brands as a consumer that you can also look out, look out for? In fact, not only as a consumer, but um, as an investor, as someone who's also like a brand's uh, trend setter We also look at uh, the the most underrated ones that are waiting to blow up. And that was, of course, Heaven Must Have Sent You by Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. It's a fantastic Saturday morning. So gloomy in Johannesburg. But we are loving the weather. Good morning. I'm not alone. I'm with my co-host, Fred Arthur Fish.
2: Yes, indeed. I mean, the weather may not be so great on this side of the the continent. But you know what? We're embracing it. Mm -hmm. We're all in our sweaters again. It's almost like we're going back five times to the winter. Nevertheless, you are indeed on Africa Business Radio and this is Brands of Africa. My name is Fred Arthur Fish. Remember to have a conversation with us on, on the various social media platforms. On Twitter, we are Africa Biz Radio hashtag Brands of Africa facebook and instagram we are africa business radio we will be bringing you a jam-packed show later on we'll bring you a, bar- a brand bulletin brand of the week and unfortunately we don't have um what do we call it again we brand don't have brand your brand, brand segment but we promise you we're on the lookout for mo- for young brands that are thriving that want to win the show remember to get in touch if you want to be on the slot
0: Unique insight into doing business in Africa Investment opportunity Industry updates Africa Business Radio Towards a profitable Africa
1: I'm in business in Africa I have a point of view An outlook and a position on business in my continent. This is My African Perspective on Africa Business Radio Towards a Profitable Africa.
2: Tune in to Africa Business Radio on www.africabusinessradio.com Find us on Facebook Africa Business Radio and on Twitter at Africa Beast Radio towards a profitable Africa. <laughs>
1: Thank you so much for getting in touch with us. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh, Fish was not ready there. <laughs> it just goes to show how crazy things can get.
2: <laughs> I know. People are in here. a mood this morning. <laughs> I thought I was in a mood. But <laughs> people, I'm just like, can the whole world just relax? Life is going on, people. people. Life is
1: going on. I mean, if you're not excited, this show should must excite you. Because, I mean, I still say this is one of the coolest shows We can ever bring you straight from South Africa and into Africa. This is hashtag Brands of Africa right here on ABR. Um, as i've mentioned we are going to be talking about emerging brands you know dangerous dangerous brands that you know when they always say dynamite comes in small packages things that you should be looking out for you know things brands that are doing amazing things that are also underrated Mm -hmm. and people have never you know heard about them but they're actually doing quite well they've got great exposure well not that much exposure as yet but they've got like a Turnover of about millions And and most of them have Been established in no less Than a decade ago mm-hmm. You know um, We want to start talking about what does It take for a brand to truly Break through in today's crowded market We always say that um, How do you declutter yourself from the You know ever so changing Evolutionary market That is so competitive Just as it has with everything else Digital transformation, yes, has unpeated the traditional rule of marketing. In less than a decade, brands like Uber and B&B, which I will um, get into detail later on, have attained the kind of a consumer, you know, mindshare that companies used to have to work decades to create. Exactly. And the fact that, you know, it takes so much you know for your brand to come out and for your brand to emerge Mm. but it just depends on your business model as to how it it how it can you know balloon from being nothing to something big.
2: Absolutely, and I think when we continue with the conversation, we'll delve into the various models because mm. I think um, it trained uh, uh, there's an article that I was going through from Biz Community that speaks about um, what does it take to be a breakthrough brand, mm. and it touches on things that you know like these brands understand that it's all about people, mm-hmm. um, and that people it's about making people you know be interested. It's about solutions people it's not about the bottom line um it's always about purpose once you know your purpose you'll be able to be a breakthrough brand
1: true and 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 you know just to substantiate that part of this is the simple fact that most of these new brands are technology companies i mean who i mean we are living in a technology world absolutely i mean this is a platform that all businesses ought to use if they really want to be you know doing great in the market they provide um products and services that themselves can be built uh, almost overnight, thanks to the proliferation of smartphones, cloud computing, and fast, free, and universally accessible digital tools. But many of these brands are also resonating on a deeper level with consumers. You know, we want to get to the bottom of this, which companies best uh exemplified this. Those brands that have attained the emotional resonance with consumers typically reserved for big blue chip companies. Now, my first one here um, is Airbnb. I mean, these (coughs) companies right here are new and white hot. They are all tech companies, uh, most of them. Um, these are the ones that were actually established outside of Africa. Most of them are tech because, I mean, we are somehow almost like a third world country in their first world and they so advanced in their technology platforms. Um, and these companies have all broken through to claim space amongst the giants. But um, we'll get we'll get more into detail with that. My first one is Airbnb, which was founded in 20, 2008. My good friend here would actually have a more <laughs> wider um, take and perspective mm. on Airbnb because you run your own yeah. BNB and in your own house. Absolutely.
2: So, I mean, it's very interesting you say that because mm. I think um, we, my partner and I were reading an article. In fact, we're talking about Uber mm-hmm. and Air- Airbnb that you know airbnb is sort of a hotel business or mm-hmm. or and well it's a bed and breakfast business but airbnb itself does not own any hotel or any exactly. apartment or any house. And that just goes to show you the smartness of how people are solutioning the world. Mm. Uber doesn't own cars or exactly. taxis, but they're, they're a taxi company, mm-hmm. which is the strangest thing ever. But you're absolutely right. I mean, running an Airbnb is is like one of the most, um, for me personally, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's one of the most exciting experiences because you get to meet people from different works of life, people who want the experience of being home away from home. Mm-hmm. And I'm using my, my home, Home, um, to welcome people whenever they feel like coming. The nice thing about it is that the people are very far. They do background checks. So when someone signs up for Airbnb, they do all of that. So, you know, you're welcoming someone into your house who, you know, is, you can trust, mm. or at least you have the benefit to trust them. So, but this is how, um, you know, B or the company is solutioning people to yes. find reasonable accommodation that doesn't feel like a hotel, but it provides the services of a hotel. Mm. I mean, you don't have to, um, be like a hotel. It's not a hotel, it's a home. Mm. It's really welcoming somebody into your home. And I think, from 2008 to now The company has grown In yeah. leaps and bounds
1: Almost a decade Can you believe
2: it? Almost a decade I mean I In fact it's it, For me and you When we go away It's almost like The first option To look at How affordable Before I go booking An actual hotel Which is probably Triple the price I actually of just booked a, a,
1: a, a Airbnb too exactly. For December do you, you know what I mean?
2: Actually. So it's, it's exactly that. That mm. Instead of going the hotel route, which is mostly expensive, yes. yeah, you'll probably not get a, a five-star hotel treatment, but you'll have a place to sleep that is comfortable. Very you will have convenient. a home. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And very convenient and affordable, which allows you to do other things with your money.
1: Mm. So NBNB um, was founded in, 20, in 2008. Um, so um, for those who have no idea what this is, it's a payments app or messaging service um, opening up people's home to let strangers stay in them. Well, that's just crazy. Well, according to me, um, you, like you say, fish. Um, they do like proper background checks to, 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 to you know, to.
2: To make sure, to people to make sure that yeah. people
1: are, you're not letting in like a, a, an estranged, a I don't know, a serial pedophile.
0: killer, <laughs> serial killer. killer
1: pedophile in your home. Mm. Um, that's just what a lot of smart people think. Well, back in 2008 when MBA MB founders were trying to get their startup off the ground. Some 140 million guests arrivals later, it had uh, reimagined travel, building an online platform for home based companies uh, accommodations with lush inviting photography and easy interface and appealing prices all wrapped in a cozy image of belonging like you said a sense of belonging a sense that you are home away from home this company has its challenges like discriminatory behavior by its users and pushback from regulators. But breaking through has not been one of them and which today still makes them one of the most, you know, successfully run run um, companies. Like you say, they do not own a single um, property, but mm-hmm. they're the one of the actually they are the, one of the biggest, you know, um accommodation are. company in the world They in are a digital
2: exactly a digital accommodation mm. company i mean i actually wonder we i have never done research about this if they have competitors who are doing the same thing because you know uber in south mm. africa has taxified mm-hmm. So you don't have taxified as a south african brand but uber has taxified mm-hmm. as a competitor that's coming in and when you look at it um is quite cheaper. So I wonder if A B and B maybe has a has a, a competitor that's going head to head with them. I must do I must check that actually.
1: And um, the second one, we've got Instagram. It was founded in 2010. I mean, that was like, what?
2: Yesterday. Yesterday. I mean, I started working in 2010. (laughs) (laughs) So it's it's been around as long as I've been working. I know,
1: right? But it only just ballooned now, or did we only just recently became woke suddenly?
2: you know what? I think think there was a bit of resistance, like everything else that Mm. that happens, because we were already so married and attached to Facebook and Twitter. And then comes this app as well that also... I remember my comment when I spoke about Instagram back then, and I was like, "I already can use Facebook for pictures. Why do I need Instagram?" So yeah, it, it's not did you know. little did I know that our lives will be transformed with this app. <laughs> 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 when you're eating dinner, when you're going out to watch a movie, when you are it, somewhere in the world, the first thing you do. In fact, I remember when we were in Thailand that everything we did was to make sure we prepare for Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: and I can And I remember, I. Remember I remember very clearly when you couldn't send me a video and i was so upset i kept and, uh, on telling you fish send me that video and you and he was like i can't deal with you you live for social media and what, i was what is so her? irritated was so i
2: irritated. was just like oh my word is is instagram <laughs> going to determine our holiday you know but it's just it's the power of, of mm. how these companies have become part of our lives
1: They have. It was founded in 2010. So this is a candid uh, photo of friends with a vintage patina, vistas, and vivid hues close-up of fancy cocktails. Instagram's 2010 debut made everyone seem like a shutterbug. And everyone could be, thanks to the app that brought professional great photos tools to iPhone holding masses. And, of course, it later was uh, available to Android phones and all the other phones as well. But Facebook's billion-dollar acquisition of the fast-growing photo app in 2012 accelerated everything. I mean, did Mark Zuckerberg have to, have to buy everything? You know. But, you know, he's he's a proper business guy. He's a proper businessman. He saw an opportunity that was, you know, there. Because, I mean, he, he got, you know, a little bit of a flag for Facebook when it started. And when he saw that, you know what? Uh, there's something better than Facebook, which was Twitter. He mm, acquired that as well. Absolutely. And when there was something better than Instagram, he acquired that as well. He's a businessman. <laughs> he is a businessman. Business <laughs> and I think
2: as a young business person, I mean, he's probably one of the youngest billionaires in mm. the world. And he identified an opportunity using something that young people, you know, can identify with. And I think that is the magic that he was a young person who created a platform for young people, which was adopted by people across all ages. You know what I mean?
1: Can I tell you now that they've got 30 million users? Imagine. It has more than 500 million.
0: Mm.
1: More than 500 million. What started as a fetish distraction developed into a full-blown social network, once a serious threat to Facebook, Instagram is now a critical pillar alongside WhatsApp, uh, Oculus VR, and the company's namesake service of its 25 billion business. And it can still be... um, be of a uh, good use to take um, a great photo like you're doing now fish like I'm serious? taking an Instagram video <laughs> a,
2: a story they call it while while we're talking about Instagram that's absolutely true i mean i think you know the world has become synonymous or instagram has mm. become synonymous with social activity for young people for people across all ages and it, it, it honestly obviously there's pros and cons to it but i think as a booming brand mm. as a breakthrough brand it's definitely one of those ones that we need to take note of and obviously it was about Solutioning people. Mm-hmm. The, the purpose to it was to bring together people, like Facebook did, just on a different level. Mm.
1: I've got Tesla, w- which was founded in t- two thousand and three. Yes. Uh, apparently, I can't read numbers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> are you are you pulling a Jacob Zuma on us? <laughs> so
1: this
2: is.
1: Uh, so this is um, this is a. a, a a car company so a motor company Um, my partner would attest to he loves this man Elon Musk Um, you know doesn't have customers, he has followers. Not since Steve Jobs has a company's product uh, been so closely aligned with the person who brought it to them. In Mark's case, his, customer, his customers admire not just his raw ambition, but his ideology of the business. He had made it so cool to want a carbon emission-free uh, world car. After several rocky years, Tesla began, uh, began to hit its stride when the model s it's all electric luxury sedan all electric luxury sedan was named the 2013 car of the year by motor trend the first time in the in in the awards um 64 year or the 64 year history that is winner that its winner was not powered by an internal combustion engine tesla's next as is Act as becoming model three, isn't it? Expected to um, ship until the end of 2017. But a good 373,000 customers have already plunked down a a thousand dollar to reserve one. So, this guy actually, um, if I remember, I, I, read, I read an article about him being the previous owner of PayPal, he actually sold PayPal. To buy this company, and he he's also um, now introducing these um, what's this? These eco-friendly solar geysers, apparently, mm. that warms up your mm. whole house when it's <clears throat> when it's um, hot when it's warm. Yeah. So he's all about saving the environment. This brand, Tesla, the, the brand that the motor car that he does um, for. So the business model is ca- carbon emission free. So it's an electrical luxury car that is ought to save the environment. It's a slowly growing brand. But I think in the next decade or two, we'll know more about this car.
2: I know. I was actually wanted to say that um, it, it's, I don't think it's a brand that's taken off in, at least in the SADC region. I don't know about North and, Northwest and East Africa if, you know, they've adopted Tesla. Um, but I think for us, um, it sounds like something you know what Toyota did with the Prius and um and BMW's doing with the i eight and everybody 's going through the same thing of trying mm. to get these um you know carbon emission right uh, motor vehicle, or cars rather yes um i don 't think it 's a brand that 's mm. taken off in Africa, but it sounds like a brand that 's taken off elsewhere in the world which mm. is which is fantastic
1: um i 'm going to rush quickly um through the last remaining ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, uber we've spoken about this a few companies ever see their name becoming adopted as a verb but as for uber it happened almost out of the <laughs> gate <laughs> you know the ride-sharing startup uh, quickly grew from a runway to summon a black car with a mobile app to a business currently valued at nearly 70 70 billion fish imagine uber. Though uber has has competitors around the world i mean we know they. they it's, it's quite actually severe the violence that is currently happening in South Africa so much there's just so much competition but I mean the business model makes this a winner and that's that is why to this day we still go with Uber because I mean those Maxi texas are expensive they and they're are. not they're mm-hmm. not friendly they're, they're not. just dirty and like I don't know but mm. we love Uber and I hope they come to sort of like a consensus to mm. share the market with. Um,
2: yeah, but but I mean, if, on that point about Mexico, Texas not being friendly and stuff, mm. I think the, the whole purpose of Uber was to make travel for 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 passengers, you know, um, easy, mm. welcoming, safe. Um, and seamless mm. and the culture of, of Uber from the mother brand to infiltrate to drive us across the world yes. for me is, a, is powerful and you're right today we say I need to Uber somewhere I'm Ubering meaning yes. I'm travelling somewhere yes. Even when you get into it, you just want to Uber there. Mm. Because it's, it's become a verb. It's synonymous with with, with travel outside using your car. Mm. Um, and I mean, the advent of the likes of Taxify, it doesn't seem to have made such an impact. Obviously, as a brand, you need to be cognizant of... Of the challenges that um, your competitor brings on, but I think what makes Uber a breakthrough brand is exactly that they were the first in the world. They 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 solutioned a niche market that was there that they owned. Mm. They came up with a solution that makes you and I, you know, happy to travel. We all know, especially in Africa, public transport is not the greatest, mm. and so. Um, when they brought this concept into the continent, especially in South Africa, it was the easiest thing anybody could have done, you know... I'm sorry to say this, but white people in our country for the first time are using taxis. And they're comfortable (laughs) to use taxis, which is Uber. Mm. We all know they're not going to get into the combis that we have. But I think, you know, (laughs) but I think for me, this is one of the best breakthrough brands of our time.
1: Mm. And I've got Money for Jam here. I'm I'm sure you've seen a lot of adverts with this Money for Jam thing. And you were wondering, what is it?
2: I know. It's the
1: micro jobbing platform that um, has undergone some interesting changes since its launch in 2014. And that was just three years ago. Not only has the startup service invested from WeChat, imagine it also acquired the services of Google's Brett Saint Clair, um, though he has since left and bought a digital market research company, Pondering Panda. Last year, the company st- started stated it was uh, looking for a buyer, and it found uh, and the founder yeah. Andre Hugo confirmed it may have to shutter if one uh, couldn't be found. Users were also asked to cash out. Their earnings before the thirty first of March Hugo later confirmed that the company was sold to informal solutions and exited with a relaunching coming soon since then the startup has been rather quiet. Maybe this year it would it would go, but I still believe that this brand will mm. also you know um break through the market um just to just to you know go through what makes the brand stand out, they have to offer convenience. They have to offer real value offerings. Um, you know, there has to be some sort of like a peer influence drive decision making. And of course, they have to be tech savvy because everything that happens in this modern time is technology driven. For brands wanting to move with times and move with this market, interacting via. Uh, This touch point is a vital element in the marketing mix. It provides a further opportunity to to consumers to engage and with the brand, vice versa. So this would be a digital platform. This further enhances the brand within the consumer's daily journey, within their daily lives. Um, I'm going to bring it to Africa just a little bit before we go through to the second segment. I've got um, one of the most emerging brands. And it, it just keeps on winning awards after it does. awards as well oh my awards. god
2: it's like
1: <laughs> i cannot <laughs> believe <laughs> mm. this brand has grew capitec uh it's called capitec holdings uh, obviously the cpi mm. uh it's an, it's annualized um its five year revenue with a growth of 43.6% i i cannot the price change in 5 years was a 4439.9%. The straight list world of banking is hardly the place you'd expect to find a company with one of the of the JSE's most um, blistering growth rates but by far offering accessible and affordable banking services to low-income South Africans Stellenbosch based Capitec has its short four year Fourteen-year um, history expanded to a size that now rivals the likes of Nedbank and know, FNB. I can't
2: believe it's been fourteen years already. Because I remember when the bank started. Mm. I mean, goodness me, I'm only thirty, but I can already have conversations about fourteen years ago. <laughs> oh, what is the world coming to? But I work for a bank, and you know, I remember at the time when I used to consult for a, a, a bank, yes. and. Capitec was probably one of our biggest worries because they were moving into a segment where they were certainly focused on the mass market on providing solutions for the mass market and that is at the time lower LSMs 1 to 5 or 1 to 7 you mm. know people who just have low income households and that sort of thing and Capitec came in with one solution a gold card yes savings account that was it your bank charges every month. At the time, was four fifty. Mm-hmm. That was it. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm actually getting goosebumps because the brand has grown to leaps and bounds. Yes. It is today synonymous with with easy banking. Yes. you know, you know how FNB claims technology, and they do technology very well but i found that you always had to have at, at the time i was banking with f and b but i had to have a capitech because for me it gave me cheaper rates on everything mm-hmm. it was easy to use you literally walk into a bank you get out you don't need to be doing through paperwork a bank statement you don't even
1: walk into a bank I don't, I don't, do you know what i mean i don't know when were the when was the last time i walked into Capitec no, because i yeah. do everything online
2: and now and and the thing is I remember when I discovered that my boss at the time was a white woman, Mm -hmm. very um, wealthy white woman who... Was talking about how her friend, a white, another white woman, mm-hmm. was using Capitec. I was so bold away. I thought white people use Capitec. <laughs> Funny enough, Capitec is started by an Afrikaner man from Stellenbosch, yeah. Rien Stassen. You know, mm-hmm. but for me, it is it, just the journey of the bank has become so amazing. Mm. They are one of our big four banks in the country, or five banks in the country. They really are a leading market in terms of the clients they've got. Their their shape, um, their market share—it's enormous. They're doing well. They've introduced now. Um, credit cards, um, Mm -hmm. which, you know, I wasn't very for because I thought to myself, you establish yourself as a one solution bank and now you're moving into a territory that is um, for other banks and now you're opening up yourself to the people who you targeted in the beginning to having credit cards and they're going to be in more debt. Mm. But I think as a business, you know, they're just growing from there. Now they offer home loans as well, um, which is fantastic. I think as a bank, they've done fantastic in their growth and owning a market that everyone else had forgotten about. And I think, you know, their their message of being better and, and, and banking easy mm-hmm. has always caught the market. I think they got their branding strategy absolutely right. They, they get it for me. I must
1: commend them for their app. That app right. does wonders.
2: It is incredible.
1: I mean, the other time I was, I needed my bank statement and it comes stamped and right? with you know with the correct <laughs> date and I was like, oh why? I mean I mean why are other banks not doing this? <laughs> I didn't even have to go to the bank to get yeah. a, a, a statement. Um the other one is Cure Holdings. Um it's an en- annualized en- uh in five years a revenue growth of eighty three point six and this is a South African educational system, you know, that ranks amongst the world worst, which uh, makes it fertile ground for private schools. It is established in a church building in 1998 uh, with just uh, just over 28 students. And now CURA operates um, 42 schools for pupils who are uh, between the ages of three months to 18 years. I mean, how exciting is that? This is amazing. They're doing great things. They're growing. It's a, private, it's a pool of uh, private schools. There mm-hmm. has been um, quite a number of, uh, you know, scandals and rumors about the racism and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I do not want to, to mention that. that. No, but we, not have all schools, we have to. Not all schools, but the fact that it yeah. is growing and it is a South African brand. No, absolutely. Amongst and the, the fact that, you know, they're in themselves
2: into yeah. hot water Look, all the time. I think because we're, we're, we are placed in a country with, with a hectic... Um, you know history of of disadvantage, and you know we have to say it: white people owning the the majority of our capital. Mm. Um it it is bound to happen. And my niece, actually, I put her in cura and she's at a Cura school in in the northwest. Mm. Um, but you're right; it is a company that has done fantastically well for themselves. They have had scandals ongoing scandals mm. about racism and treating black children differently from white kids believe me I was waiting for the moment where I heard that my oh, niece was niece. going through the same <laughs> thing I was going to lose myself in, ter- in, in going crazy over these people but I think they've done fantastically well in providing education, because we know education in Africa is a difficult situation for us. We're not getting it right. Mm-hmm. But I think they moved into a space where it was critical to establish a platform where you can provide quality education to young people, yep. to South Africans. You know, you know, I'm not sure if they're cheap. Or they're expensive because you know education is not exactly something. How that much you, are you
1: paying? Do you think not like in figures? Look, it's like, about. Think I
2: think a year it's about seventy six thousand rands, which is reasonable. Child, it's that reasonable. is expensive. No, it's reasonable because grade. Comp- hey, grade. well, that's a thing. It goes up every grade, mm-hmm. and now <laughs> and now my niece is going to grade what? Grade eight next year or something, which means I'll be paying probably a hundred thousand a year. But the fact is. It's education. You mm. have to pay for education, mm. but the point is they've done fantastic in terms of how they grew from twenty-eight students to now operating in probably um, forty-two schools. Forty-two schools, which is about um, probably maybe all the provinces, if you know, or eighty percent of our provinces, if not mm. all of them. So they've done fantastically well. They just need to get their strategy of being racist. Right? No, we're not saying they're racist, but in the but in the some campuses of the instances that where there's that issue, mm. they need to address it. And I think this is where they're. PR and branding comes into question and they need to change that you know but other than that from a growth perspective they've done fantastic because these people are competing against your um, what your is it, your Crawfords your, your, your St. John's heaven forbid yes. <laughs> you know um, <laughs> but they've done well
1: okay the last one is cool I love this company. It's called Cool Ideas. It's what is it's established in Johannesburg with uh, founders and CEO Andre Eust and Paul Bushy. Um their revenue is a hundred million, can you believe this? And their employees are uh, thirty eight. Cool Ideas was started without any outside investment to offer customized IT solutions to SMEs in South Africa. When it realized that uh, connectivity was a big bottleneck for smaller businesses, it started to invest in last mile connectivity. Its first DFA link went up live in 2011 and it quickly grew its ISP business after the launch of the FTTH in 2014. Today, it's serving, shutting uh, people Sorry, today it's serving, I don't know what Fish did to my script, thousands yeah, of customers. <laughs> it's serving thousands and thousands of customers and we're really proud of these young lads. Fine looking young lads who are doing amazing things and of course they're straight out of South Africa, straight out of Africa and we
2: do, you know, they're doing amazing yeah. things. And I wanted to say, I'm missing the brands that are proudly black or proudly, you know, brands that are made by black young entrepreneurs. That is where we need to get. We need to get the likes of ABR there. We need to get the likes of, you know, I don't know where the black companies are who should be breakthrough. Mm. And I think as, as you know, for the for our, for our uh, for the continent to encourage more young black entrepreneurs yes. to own own um, you know this environment of breakthrough brands and look at opportunities of coming up with with solutions that that are going to solution the need or, or or um what is lacking in the market.
1: But then again I think it's progressive and we are really progressing mm. our 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 time now. Mm. Our time and, and the time that we are in that we are living in. I mean we are a nation and we are um a people that are now woke and with um what's this platforms like Bron Sense we are slowly emerging. Are. It's not yet Uhuru, but we are progressively mm-hmm. getting there. Mm-hmm. And I'm really proud to be, you know part of that group because it just shows you a different perspective of how things in the past years we were fighting apar- apartheid but how do we move on from yeah. that sphere and that was the most uh, emerging brands that are coming up fish is going to be talking more of that and thank you so much for listening to us uh, hashtag brands of africa you are still on abr we'll be right back right after this mm.
0: Africa Business Radio, your one-stop resource platform for all things business news, economy, leadership, productivity, investment, and more. ABR, Towards a Profitable Africa.
2: Darling, the leave me <laughs> Oh, the Queen of Soul, honey Oh my goodness, who can forget this legendary woman? It, it's amazing that she's still alive, Aretha mm-hmm. Franklin I mean, we have to put her up there with the likes of Miriam Makeba With the likes of, you know, um, anybody else you can think about <laughs> in this space But that was the incredible Aretha Franklin, whom we love very much I think, you know, one of her legendary songs um, you make me feel like a national woman. Mm-hmm. At one point, was a um, was a, a national anthem or international anthem for women across all generation, and it remains one of the biggest songs of our lifetime. Hey. Can I
1: tell you something, Auntie? Mm-hmm. Do not come for this woman if you don't know how to clap back. I she know. Will, <laughs> she will clap back. She's a queen of clap back. She, you don't, don't know is. your story. Don't come for this.
2: <laughs> <woman>. She's
1: <laughs> iconic. We love her. <laughs>
2: Anyway, thank you very much for still being with us on Africa Business Radio. This is Brands of Africa. And today we're talking some of the greatest or the, bre- the brands, um, breakthrough brands of our time. Now, I read an article over, um, when I was getting ready for the show that was mm. produced. <laughs> but why would you show me a meme like this so (laughs) Mpo is showing me a meme uh, this is quite terrible of of um, Aretha Franklin wearing a dress and her business (laughs) or her her real estate rather (laughs) is not intact but let's not go into let's not disrespect her after we've just celebrated her great music Mm. but (laughs) <laughs> but I, I read it, um, a few interesting articles that were posted online. Mm-hmm. Um, this one I found on Biz Community. And it speaks to um, the survey that was done by Interbrand. And it says, Interbrand identifies the global breakthrough brands in disrupting markets. Um, this was back in 2016. And already they were talking about breakthrough brands. And it just says, Interbrand has released its un- inaugural Interbrand, Interbrand Breakthrough Brands and Future Growth Report. To celebrate the next generation of brands that will shape the market or share one major characteristic, characteristic, Mm -hmm. which is growth. These are brands making it happen today. And I mean, that's very important because we just spoke about Airbnb and Uber because they're talking about growth. And so... It, it, so it goes on to say the new breed of brands are characteristic of the times we're in, mm-hmm. says Jess Frampton, who's the Interbrand Global CEO. He says breakthroughs reflect the times we're in, the age of you, um, when brands and businesses need to move faster than ever before. I think that's quite powerful because mm. it really is about you as a as a people, as a person, as a customer, as a client. Everything that these breakthrough brains have been to make your life easy. <coughs> Excuse me. I mean, we spoke about Uber and the fact that Uber is really solutioning you to be able to get around. Mm. And that is one thing that brains need to get right if you want to be in a space where um, you're doing very well. It continues to say because they're expected to move at the speed of people's demands, mm-hmm. um, at the speed of their lives. It's an age defined by the fact that people want to be in control, or more specifically, to personally design the lives they want to live. And people are using brands to do it it's because brands are the vehicles through which things happen. That line, for me, is quite powerful because it speaks to Instagram. Mm-hmm. How, you know, people are designing the lives they want to live. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that y'all out there on Instagram are actually pretending. Yes. Some of the lives you guys say that you live on Instagram is not true. It's like, you know, that whole thing I woke up like this. I always like, cha please. <laughs> Ain't nobody woke up looking like an angel. <laughs> nobody in this in this continent or in the globe Wakes up Even Kim Kardashian herself Mm -hmm. Wakes up looking like she just was hit by a truck, honey. She needs some makeup to get it together.
1: I know, right? And you know someone <clears> that <throat> wakes up quite truthfully is Easy. Have you seen Sommeezy waking up? Okay, but we can't talk
2: about Sommeezy because he's had his, his, his day. I mean, at 40-something years old and not just respect to, to the 40-year-old people, he's become okay with who he is.
1: Yes, and <clears> that's a true definition of waking yes, up like that. Yes,
2: absolutely. Mm. But, but, I mean, this line of people designing their lives is mm. powerful because that is how these breakthrough brands have come to live. Or
1: rather not really necessarily pretending, but they... Show yes. you what you what Ideally, they want you correct. to see, you yeah.
2: So, um, most of them are leveraged in technology, which is fantastic. Every brand that we've spoken about grew, has grown because of technology. Mm-hmm. We're living in a digital age. Number two, we're a digital village. I remember when we were first year, second year varsity, and we're talking about, um, I think it was in the comms or digital or, or PR class, and we're talking about the digital globe, um, that we're becoming a digital village in a sense that. Um, you know, back in the day, we were separated by distances, mm-hmm. and to be able to get in touch with with each other, you had to write a letter. You had to, which will take months mm-hmm. or yes. days to get to you. Mm-hmm. But with the digital age, we've become a digital globe in in a sense that we know what Kim Kardashian was up to last night. Manji, I'm just using Kim Kardashian because she's one. She's probably someone that everybody can knows. I'm not a fan. But an an easy example, you actually know what was happening yesterday at the VMAs or the MTV VMAs Mm -hmm. or, you know, the BETs, for instance. You know what went down because of technology and the digital age. And so these companies are leveraging technology. Building a breakthrough brand in the digital age is a challenge, says Alex Litzman, the founding partner and chief strategist um, of Ready, Set, Rocket. The key is that breakthrough brands know how to leverage technology instead of letting technology define them, which is fantastic. It's about using technology, not going over flow. You know, it's about using technology um, to position yourself. In today's digital centric world, <clears throat> excuse me, it's crucial that brands learn how to adapt and adjust quickly while staying true to their values and DNA. With new channels for reaching and engaging consumers, shifting as rapidly as customers' expectations, brands have the ability to launch products, reach new audiences and build awareness and unprecedented speed and efficiency. And that is absolutely true because I think technology affords us the, the opportunity to design a marketing strategy to be able to fit into that mold yes. so that you actually, you have various touch points. We spoke a while ago about digital marketing, um, which is exactly that. It's a platform that helps you actually execute on your strategy. And you know, so... <clears throat> the most
1: fascinating digital um, tool about uh, Uber, I'll tell you now, I know he's listening, my partner. Mm-hmm. Um, he was once, you know, <coughs> somewhere out partying, and he needed an Uber home mm-hmm. So uh, obviously he was a bit intoxicated And couldn't yeah. even you know, comprehend what was happening around him The power of technology He was miles and miles away from me But I had the app and had to call the Uber for him And I actually literally watched the Uber move around yes, And I could right. see where he was If he was safe He was safe back at home And how, what time it arrived You know the convenience of having to You know watch technology Do the things that are convenient for a consumer That for me is a winner their business model is an absolute winner.
2: I mean, it, it absolutely is. And you're right. It gives it an opportunity to be able to monitor the mm. progress and know where you're going.
1: I'll, I'll stick to the safety feature, but monitor. <laughs> mm, being the operative
2: word, monitor. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go into that. We don't want to lose our people. Mm. Um, the other thing after technology is consistency. Um, and when it comes to brand marketing and awareness, it is all about consistency um, and, you know, Two breakthrough brands understand that every consumer touchpoint is an opportunity to shape perception and future purchase intent. And so, wherever your inter- your consumers interact with you, you must be consistent. We always talk about that when it comes to branding. Your branding needs to be, you know, the culture, mm. um, your your visual identity, your how you speak, your tone has to be the same. And that's why I remember I said earlier about um one of the best things about Uber compared to maxi taxi drivers is that Uber reinforces that culture of being courteous, welcoming you, and how they reinforce it is through digital, is Mm. through technology because after you've had a ride on Uber, you're supposed to give feedback on the driver and they get a rating. And as such, if they have a poor rating, they will not be able to get more users using their their transport. And for me, that's fantastic because Mm. it's fostering consistency of messaging, of of experience, because we all know it's all about a positive experience when you're a customer. Mm. And so, um, I wanted to talk about the two African brands that made it onto the list, um, and this is the, the list that was is, that was introduced by Interbrand um, uh, of breakthrough brands, and they list two African brands. <coughs> Excuse me, I don't know what's going on with me. Um, so they talk about uh, Tulum Tulu,
1: Tuluntulu. Tulu, Tulum
2: Tulu, and Mpesa. You shaking your head shows you what's got, what's going on. Don't Tulum. You don't know Tuluntulu? Tulu. Oh, so let's talk about, first let's talk about M-Pesa, which was what I remember when M-Pesa came out years ago. It was one of the strongest concepts in our time. Um, this is how Interbrand describes it, right? Mm-hmm. M-Pesa is a mobile money startup founded with the mission of empowering economically deprived regions of Kenya and could be defining the future of money in the process. Researchers in the UK partnered with multinational telecom company, Vodafone, to figure out how to make mobile money payment viable in Africa. In 2007, Vodafone founded, launched M-Pesa for Safaricom in Kenya, making mobile money transfer cheap, easy, secure, and accessible for populations that used to send money by bus. Um, so Mpesa doesn't have to be connected to a bank account or card. That is what makes it different. Um, the convertible currency has allowed companies to provide better services to poor villages, drinking water, solar power, water, um, a small quantity goods, and is inspiring technology startups in Kenya's Silicon Savannah to invent new ideas. For well, me, I mean, I remember when, when... when Mpesa was the talk of the town. Mm. It never really took off in South Africa. It was there, but I think it never really took off because we were not um, struggling yes. with communities that needed that. Because the banks had already been talking about the
1: supermarkets had had already had already had
2: been on that journey yes. of you yes. being able to transfer money to other areas. Mm. But for me, it's such an interesting story that um, you know, and people had to transport money via bus, sure. and which means it could get to you, it could not get to mm. you. It just depends on you know the trust factor of the bus driver of other people in the past. Mm. But for me, this is one of the breakthrough brands because it took off like a storm, Mm. you know, and people were using it. People were interested. You didn't need to have a bank account to be able to transfer money. It was one of the most innovative ways of transferring money from one person to the other through your cell phone and your network provider. Um, And and everyone has a cell phone. I mean Everyone has a phone And that was the whole thinking Of m in Kenya Because mm. it started in Kenya yeah. And it rolled out To other countries It may have not taken off But I think from A breakthrough perspective It really set the trend For me I could easily even argue That it inspires It inspired the likes of um, FNB e-wallet Yes cash send and, and many others That
1: is actually quite true Do you know what I mean The only thing that I mean the, the business model Is a winner The mm-hmm. only thing that they need to do Is just reposition themselves Absolutely I think they'll just mm. take they'll, they'll just launch Again,
2: they will, yeah, and then the second one is Tuluntulu. The interbrand um, report states Johannesburg based startup Tuluntulu is the first free to air mobile content platform targeting audiences in Africa and globally with African focused content. How amazing! Um, I've never interacted with it myself, which is an opportunity for us to go interact with it after this conversation. Um, The brand is becoming more defined as its service becomes more popular, but it's already uniquely suited for African conditions. In a region where mobile is ubiquitous, but users are unable to access media due to financial exclusion or a lack of strong mobile networks, Tulun Tulu allows streaming on low bandwidth connections and is free to watch and download.
1: Mm. Isn't that amazing? So is, is it an app? I don't understand. I
2: think exactly it's, an what it is. it's an app. Um, it's an app. So can you just be alive? <laughs> it's not like
1: a content aggregator platform. Oh, okay. Which
2: is for me, it's it's, it's incredible because it's giving South Africans. Africans and global village mm. the opportunity to see content that's coming from Africa we have to say it the the, the, the number of content we're seeing on our platforms is so Western it's so American mm. that we don't have an opportunity to you know build Create our um. own when will we have content that is suddenly owned by Africans consumed by Africans and the world because I think we are authentic as a people we have strong stories of history we have ideas that we can share with the world but we lack the platforms to be able to do that because financially... We're a continent that is struggling, and you know to be able for. I know various countries on the continent are investing money on producing content. Um, when you look at Nigeria, for instance, Nollywood is booming. Mm. That country has got it right in terms of producing content that is owned by them and is viewed by Africans. I mean, I used to get irritated when I got home and my family would sit the whole day and watch, watch Nigerian the movies, movies the whole day, and you know how those channels will will keep you going yeah. the whole day. Yeah. It used to irritate me, but. I I think you know, from a from a content perspective, it's quite fantastic. So, in conclusion, Litzman says, "What sets breakthrough brands apart from other promising up and coming brands is their ability to leverage current technology, prepare for change, and balance innovation with core values." Mm.
1: And so, to believe in the fact that we we, I mean, I was listening to you saying that. Um, we don't have the platforms as Africans to tell our story. For sure, but do we believe in ourselves? Do we believe Look, in, the, I think in the brand yeah. itself? Mm. Brand mm. South Africa, brand Brand Africa. Mm. Do we believe? So
2: I think it's about positioning, yeah. and I think we need to position that. We need to position ourselves to to ourselves mm. to understand that we're a strong brand. We're a strong. Hi- we've got. A, I always say we've got a strong history, not just as South Africa but as a continent. Yeah. I mean. You know, I was watching so every morning I wake up and I put in the news and I was watching Al Jazeera and they were talking about the DRC. Um and you know, it broke my heart. The the poverty. Um there's a train that is called the swallow. There's a there's a there's a French name that they were using, but there's a train that's called the the swallow, which mm-hmm. means it, it swallows people. Because you get on that train and you don 't I mean, come, come back come home no 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 it 's a figurative way of saying you get on the train and you go on for days because the train travels a thousand five kilometers um going around various villages, and that 's people selling stuff on the train everywhere the train stops it''s a, it 's a, it's a flea market because there's there's a thousand thousands of people on the train selling something uh, in their various villages. Um, And I guess the point I'm trying to make is it's exactly that, that these are the strong stories that we need to bring across so that people understand who we are. Mm. And really the journey we've come as a people, we are strong people. We face challenges, but we always rise above that. Why would we not believe in our content? And, you know, I, I watched this and I thought Al Jazeera is reporting in this story we had the African channels that should be reporting the story mm. because for me it's a story of of triumph and a story of of bringing about change you know it's, it's you know the DRC is probably one of the most um, it's one of the countries that goes through lots of of, of hardships in terms of 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 um, economy, war yeah. violence economy stuff not that other countries are not going through the same thing we are um, we, we look at as um, a Rwanda where it's it's booming it's making itself it's making a name from for itself because the people have taken charge of their economy and it, it is emerging. In fact, it's, it's it's um they're predicting that it's probably going to bypass South Africa and Nigeria in terms of growth oh. because of of uh, you know the rate at which they're growing. Um, but those are the stories we need to be talking about. Th- these are the stories we need to bring across in the various channels because the brands that we've got are strong enough to hold against the American, uh, British, or first world countries that we need to be going with. So before I get cut off, I mean there's five, I just wanted to talk about the five proudly South African brands that built a global following. Um, And this is again an article from SME South Africa, which is small, medium enterprise South Africa. It's a a, a news channel. From brands like SAB to personalities like DJ Black Coffee, Mm -hmm. there are plenty of reasons to be proudly South African despite the challenges the country faces. I'd like to say to be proudly African instead of South African. So At the very top of that list is Nando's. I mean, Nando's is a South African brand that you found in Australia Mm -hmm. and everywhere else in the continent where it is. So Nando's is South African biggest restaurant export. It's Berry Pay Chicken French House Best known for the satirical And comedic advertising campaigns We all <laughs> oh, know how amazing love. they are <laughs> It launched in 1987 By Fernando Duarte and Robert in Hernandez is arguably one of South Africa's biggest and most successful restaurant Exports, having expanded to more than 30 countries so far, including The United States, United Kingdom India, Portugal, and more than A thousand outlets worldwide With headquarters in Porto, Portugal And London.
1: That's ex- that explains why they've Quite mm. become expensive in South Africa because I, mean, I know, so right? Many and they really don't care <laughs> about their price model and the fact that in South Africa we don't have money. <laughs> you know, like, can you imagine buying yeah. a quarter chicken and like five chips for like 89 rands? I mean, come on, Nandi. I know.
2: One of my favorites, Rayb- the Rebos, um, the tea. Yes. The Rebos plant has become synonymous with South Africa. It it I is. get goosebumps When I talk about rabos Because when you go To foreign countries And they talk about Raybos Because I've I've had ex- experiences Where people ask me About Raybos And I'm like You know Raybos Like are yes. you serious They know You should know. actually Go on
1: YouTube I get so mm. angry And I think I'm going To upload <laughs> a video On YouTube Where people mm. Across the world would create videos about Reboos uh, I don't know how they pronounce it <laughs> But they never say Roy boss. boss. And you know you and so I mean it's, it's a South African right? brand The least you can do Respect us And pronounce mm. it right And they and, you, and 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 some of them Are just quite uninformed And they will talk about How it It, um, it was taken From the um, Organic sites Of I Australia can't. And when and is, We all know Do not take credit For what is I know South The
2: fact is We made it, it Yeah we Proudly do. African darling So the plant is used in everything from hot tea, iced tea, cappuccinos To beauty and health related products mm-hmm. and, is, and is well known for its health properties The plant grows in South Africa's fame bars And is used commonly as a tea um, koi sons have used the leaves for centuries in the Cedarberg region of South Africa And the usage nearly ended with them Until it was d- rediscovered by a botanist named Carl Hamburg And interest in the, in the tea was revived Very key this this was discovered by the Quezon. Not by the Africaner men, no. By the <laughs> Khwaysan. Let's okay. get it right. And and then the last one is SAB Miller, the South African Breweries. Um or SAB Miller, South Africa's leading brewer, and is one of the nation's longest standing and most recognizable companies. The Beer Brewer was founded in eighteen ninety five and was and was the first industrial company to list on the Johannesburg Stock Exchange. SAB Miller's claim to fame hasn't been one single moment, but is over has over in its 122 history grown as a locally and internationally trusted brand. Fantastic. Then last one, very proud. Actually, I need to talk about all these two. Mm -hmm. DJ Black Coffee is an award-winning DJ and record producer who has released five albums since launching his career in 1994. His first break, Big Break, came in 2003 when he was chosen to participate in the Red Bull Music Academy, a world-travelling series of music workshops and festivals held in Cape Town. Since then, he has become internationally recognised, having toured and performed in countries like Australia, Nigeria, the US, Brazil, Angola and Greece, among others. Mm. In 2012, Black Coffee released his much-anticipated DVD and CD Africa Rising, with sold double platinum in the space of a month and later won the award for Best Dance Album at the 2013 South African Music. Wow. He's held, he's held parties for the likes of Sean P. Diddy. I know. Hello. I know. And then, of and, course... Can I, can mm, I just sorry.
1: add, he's not an emerging upcoming... No, so no, 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 no. Established, established.
2: African brand. In a short
1: period of time. Right.
2: Then the last one that everybody loves right now, Mr. Trevor Noah himself. He's a South African funny man who has captivated audiences with his national and international comedy shows. Born and raised in Soweto, Noah started out as an actor and a stand-up comedian. Mm. Noah has performed for both local and international audiences in in 2012, he made his debut in the United States performing his one-man comedy show, Trevor Noah the Racist, based on his similarity title South African special that that's racist. It wasn't long before Hollywood came calling. The comedian in 2012 first appeared on the Tonight Show and The Late Show, The Late Show with David Letterman. His appearances on TV shows earned him a position at the Emmy award-winning television show The Daily Show in September 2014 as a contributor, and four months later, four months. can you believe? Sure. four months later, he was asked to take over the, the, to take over from host John Stewart. That deserves, ladies and gentlemen, a, a round, round of applause, applause. <laughs> But I think that is one of our the proudest these, yes indeed. <laughs> So before I go on any further, you know I won't stop talking because I'm proud of our African brands. Mm-hmm. Let's take a very short commercial break. We'll be right. We'll be back right after this.
0: Africa Business Radio, your one-stop resource platform for all things business news, economy leadership productivity investment and more abr towards a profitable africa let's
2: let's jump right into it and into our brand bulletin um official 2017 Lury rankings revealed the luries has released its seventh annual official rankings which provide a comprehensive overview of the annual performance across the brand communications industry throughout Africa and the Middle East based on the awards won at the 2017 Lurie's Awards. This year, this for the second year running, KFC is the top brand, having won 11 Lurie's, including a Grand Prix, Flight Centre, and Marble take second, second and third place, respectively. Mike Middleton, Chief Marketing Officer at KFC, has emerged as the top brand representative, followed by... Devon Philune of Flight Centre, Jacques Ranier of KFC, Gary uh, Kiriakou of Marble and Melanie Campbell of Absolute and Fifth Place. Again, I ask, where are our black brothers mm. and sisters? But let's not go into that. The top three agents of the year are Impact BBDO, Dubai Ogilvy, Johannesburg and Hunt... And Hunt L- Laskaris, um, Johannesburg, and the top three regional academy agency groups are the, of the year are BBDO, MEA, TBW, and Ogilvy, EMEA. That is our brand bulletin, ladies and gentlemen.
1: And right to your brand of the week, Hilton Hotels. Hilton commits 50 million to Africa Growth Initiative for conversion of 100 hotels to support the continued expansion of its sub-Saharan African portfolio. Hilton has committed 50 million over the next 5 years towards the Hilton Africa Growth Initiative. The funds were also intended for the conversion of around 100 million into 100 hotels rather into Hilton branded properties. The flagship Hilton Hotels and Resort brand, the upscale Double Tree by the Hilton, and the recently launched Curio Collection by Hilton in multiple African markets. Now, Patrick Fertigab- uh, F- Ferd Zegabon, uh, Senior Vice President, Development Europe, Middle East and Africa, Hilton, said Hilton remains committed to the growth in Africa, having been present on the continent for more than 50 years. The model of converting existing hotels into Hilton-branded properties have proved highly successful in a variety of markets and have expected to see have been expected to see great opportunity to convert hilton hotels into brands now hilton hotels is the brand of uh, our brand of the week and kudos to them Yes, and that brings us to the end of our show. And we we had had a great time talking about emerging brands. Remember to hashtag Brands of Africa. You are still on Africa Business Radio, and this is Brands of Africa. Um, I'm going to be uh, telling you about the quote of the week. Uh, It says, whenever you see a successful business... Someone once made a courageous decision. Ain't that about
2: right? Yes, indeed. Talk to us on various social media platforms, Africa Business Radio on on Facebook and Instagram, hashtag Brands of of Africa show. My name is Fred Arthur Fish on Twitter. I'm I'm at Fred Arthur 1, Fred Arthur 1 as well on Instagram and on (laughs) Facebook. I'm Fred Arthur Fish. Remember to hashtag Brands of Africa. Talk to us about breakthrough brands that you like.
1: My name is Mpomaisa, and I'm Mpomaisa on Facebook and as well as Instagram and Twitter. Hashtag us. Let us know what you think. Tag us on, you know, your most emerging brands that you think mm. we might have missed. And yeah, let's keep the conversation going. We'll be here yeah, next week. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Bye, Africa. <laughs> Tune in to Africa Business Radio on www.africabusinessradio.com find us on facebook africa business radio and on twitter at africa biz radio
0: towards a profitable africa